bad, bad addict. Um, every time I was able to get a loan, I was doing drugs. I've been to prison four times, twice in the state, twice in the fed. I was doing all this crazy stuff, cooking drugs and just staying high. God called me from a prison cell. I was a homeless drug addict and my hope was found in a needle. I was eight months pregnant, homeless, um, living out of my van. You know, it wasn't Freeway that saved me, it wasn't John Stroop that saved me, but God uses Freeway in such a mighty way as a tool to reach these people. There's not a community or a county in America that doesn't have a drug problem. And the, the church has the answer, and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to part two of Hannah Gonzalez's story. My name is John Stroop. Thanks for tuning in to One Broken Life. I appreciate you joining us again, Hannah. Thank you. If you did not listen to part one of Hannah's story, you need to stop this right now, and you need to go to part one and listen to Hannah's story. For those who don't know uh, who we are or what we do, this is a, a One Broken Life, which is a podcast of Freeway Ministries. It's a production of Freeway Ministries. One Broken Life, we explore the transformation of uh, people's lives and the unique stories. We have conversations with people about their big mess that, that has become a, a great big message. And uh, you hear about the negative impact that drugs and, and of course, when you get use drugs, you commit crime. Uh, drugs and crime make on our community. You hear about the fatherless homes. You hear about the prisons and the jails and building more prisons, right? They're not shutting them down. They're building them. But what you don't hear about is a positive impact one radically changed ex-drug addict or ex-criminal makes in our communities. And so that's what we do here at One Broken Life. We explore uh, these unique people and these unique, con we have unique conversations and they have wonderful, awesome, cool stories that I believe everyone needs to hear. And so um, the theme, kind of like the theme verse of, of this podcast is Psalms 5117 and David is this is really a psalm of repentance whenever he God convicted him and uh, disciplined him for his sin and, and he says in Psalms 51 17 verse 16 he says you don't desire sacrifices the blood of bulls and goats so I would have done that but the sacrifice of God are a broken heart and a broken contrite spirit oh God you will not despise and and that's what we're doing here we're exploring broken lives and one broken life at a time and so that's that's who we have today is, is Hannah, Hannah's story. Phenomenal, powerful story. I believe it needs to be told all over. So if you're looking for a, someone to speak at your women's conference, you can contact oh Hannah Gonzalez, and she will blow Beth Moore away. Amen. Oh. So you contact her. That's a plug. I just We just said that. So, yep. Um, so let's. you got your kids back. The last thing we talked about was um, you've been a single mom for six years. Hadn't seen your kids kids in three years. Um, God delivered you radically from prostitution, heroin, IV heroin user. Um, anything that could numb you, you did it, right? Mm -hmm. um, any narcotic yeah. would be done. If you could get a hold of it, you'd do it. Alcohol. So you've been clean and sober. Next next week will be seven years? On the 27th will be seven years. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, September 27th. I'll put that on my calendar. Yeah. 
Okay, September 27th um, will be seven years mm-hmm. clean and sober. And so let's just kind of talk about where you are. So usually part one is BC, before Christ. Yeah. And then um, part two is after Christ, uh, whenever you're like you're who you are today and where God, what God is doing in your life. So I want to kind of focus on that right now. Um, so I, what is it like being a single mom of two teenagers who for the majority of their life were not raised in a Christian home? So how, how is that working out for you? Well, whenever they first came, um, they had never had a church or been in church. They, they really didn't even know who Jesus was. I remember we were singing one time, and my son was like, I know lambs are good and all, but why do they sing about them all the time? And, uh, you know, just really innocent and just far from the Lord, you know, and um, another time, I, I mean, we went to church every time the doors were open, and yeah. so my my daughter one time said, Mom, I'm tired. She said, you take me to church every 20 minutes, you know, and I said, well, that's where we got to be, and uh, they, they fell in love with the church. They fell in love with Jesus, um, you know, as they are older now. Um, it's a little bit harder because they they get jobs, they get they get lot uh, you know school and that kind of stuff. But they still come to church, and um, I got to see them get saved and baptized and that kind of stuff. And you know, but they keep me busy. They they constantly are running and needing to places and food and they need stuff. Yeah, they need stuff. They're just needy. <laughs> and uh, but I'm thankful that I get to help with those needs and get to watch them grow. Um, I never thought I would. You know, and I never want to forget that either because um, it's it's a great blessing and it's a great gift. I, I, at, at some points, I really thought I didn't deserve it, you know, and God in his grace and mercy allowed me to. And so I don't ever want to forget, you know. Yeah. And I remember when I first met them, mm-hmm. they come down here and <laughs> trying to figure out what is going on yeah. here. You know, who is this woman? Right. Where is, is she in a cult? <laughs> Has she joined yeah. the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah. You know? And so uh, you've been a single mom for six years, mm-hmm. still faithful to God, been tried and tested, I'm sure. You've had lots mm-hmm. of temptations. What's your biggest temptation right now? Well, I mean, what? not right now because it's always different, right? And I know the devil's playbook hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. He still does the same stuff he's always done, right? Yeah. So what's your biggest struggle um, as far as, like, you know, basically – doing what you know you're not supposed to do because the bible says he who knows he who knows to do right doesn't do it to him it's sin Mm -hmm. and so what is your what has been your biggest like pull struggle because there's single moms that are listening and they're christians and they're trying to raise their kids and they come from a background like you and maybe they can identify with that so what is it what is the thing that you see the world that's a roadblock i gotta watch out for this yeah well you know relationships with men that kind of stuff. You just want to be guarded um, and, you know, just be guarded in that area. I've seen a lot of, and I, I just always, for me, I mean, of course, we always want a relationship and that kind of stuff, but we want the right one. And so waiting, um, even even whenever it's hard and even whenever you get lonely or things like that, it's worth the wait to, for the right one, you Amen. know, and, and having discernment in that. And uh, because people can look really good, you know, and uh, not be the one. Yeah. So you've been faithfully waiting. I've been waiting. Seven years. Yeah. 
Well, God's going to bring the right one, sister. Yes. And so the wrong one can ruin your life. And so you want to make sure you get the right one. Everyone listening, wait. <laughs> so wait, wait again. Mm-hmm. I say wait on the Lord. Amen. Yes. Um, and so what's Bible college like? I mean, here you are, you know, from Jeff City, you know, criminal background, you know, ex everything. And now you're in Bible college. How long have you been in Bible college? I'm in my third year. I will be a junior at Christmas. Um, it is wonderful. Um, I'm learning things. I always wanted to go to college, and I tried, and I never made it. <laughs> you know, um, I would enroll and not make it very far. I, I didn't make it through high school, and, you know, I, I didn't have a foundation on how to study. I had great intention to do good, um, but it just would fall through all the time because I was an addict and that came first and so um with this it's different and uh I want to I want to get my degree I want to get my 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 bachelor's degree and so uh, it's little by little it's piece by piece getting through it and uh but God uh the teachers there are just incredible and they they really work with you and um I've just learned so much learned a lot are you doing it (laughs) online now this, this semester I am. Um, they didn't have as enough classes on the days that I could go because I am a single mom. Um, and so, yes, I'm doing it online, and it's it's different, and I'm learning the ropes. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so you, where do you go to college? Baptist Bible College. Baptist Bible College. Yep. And so you're, you're at BBC, and you're learning. People are pouring into you, and you're learning um, – about all kinds of cool stuff you didn't know about the Bible, right? Oh, yeah. And you're taking it home, and I'm sure you're sitting on the front row when, you know, you're not online. But just like, you know, I went to Bible college, the people that come from our background, which were far and few between, mm-hmm. were always on the front row with their yeah. notes. I mean, we want to learn, right? We're hungry. The Bible says if you're forgiven for much, you'll love much. Mm-hmm. Forgiven for little, love little. And I think that scripture is powerful. But one of the things that I really my personal opinion that scripture means it doesn't mean some are forgiven for more than others because the wages of sin is death singular sin right and so we've all fallen short of the glory of god that's sin falling short of the glory of god for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so every person walking in the earth has fallen short of the glory of god that's sin right Mm -hmm. but those some people just know how much they've been forgiven for and i believe people like you talked about earlier in the first episode you were in the dark. Mm-hmm. I was in the dark. Yeah. Dark, dark. And you can talk about your darkness and you can explain it, but unless you were there, yeah. you don't get it. And so people just don't know who I used to be mm-hmm. unless they knew me then. And so I was in the dark. Being in the light. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to be in the light. Yeah. I'm so grateful not to have a needle in my arm. I'm so grateful not to be looking over my shoulder. I'm so grateful not to be hung over. I'm so grateful not to have to hold my head in shame because I messed up again when I said I was going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I want to learn about God. I want to be loyal to God. I want to seek the Lord. I want to listen to Christian music. I want to read my Bible. I want to study. I don't, you know, I want to pray. I want to know the Lord. I want to, sh- you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm. that's you. Yeah. And now. I, now. It is. Uh, you know, I hated reading before I, I got saved. And, uh, very ADD, uh, dyslexic. I mean, put on Ritalin at a young age and uh, hated reading. 
And after I got saved in treatment, I read it with a flashlight back and forth. I would be, uh, Faith would be like, you're asleep. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm still reading. And uh, it was exciting. I, there was another person in there with me who said, you know, some people just read just just a couple scriptures. And I said, I need to know who Jesus is. Because <laughs> like, I can't believe I've lived here my whole life without him. And uh, so, I mean, I was addicted to, to reading. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, What's your life like now, Hannah? Who are you? I mean, what are you doing? What's well, going on? I uh, I love going to Crossway Baptist Church. Um, I get to be a Sunday school teacher there, um, which is amazing, and work with women who are just like me. We, we do life together. We do discipleship, and uh, pretty much just learn the Bible, walk through life together. Um, that's a big part of my life um, is, is Crossway, and then also raising my kids and, um, you know, getting to be in their life and in their sports and things like that, work and, and college. And, I mean, there's only so many hours in a day, and they get filled up pretty fast, but it's incredible. Yeah. I wouldn't want it any other way. My life uh, now is a life that I never dreamed I could have, you know, and it's going in a direction that I never believed it could be, you know, and so it's... That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So... What is your major in? You're in Bible college. What is what is the major? What's the end goal here? It will be biblical counseling, um, a bachelor's in biblical counseling, and whatever the Lord wants to use with it. Uh, you know, I I have a lot of ways I can go, and hopefully he'll he'll just direct me because I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's a week like for you? Give us a week in Hannah Gonzalez's life. You know, you come from this background of unchurched um first for as far as i know correct me if i'm wrong first generation christian Mm -hmm. right you don't have that gospel presence with your parents Mm -hmm. um and if i'm wrong just correct me on that but you know that's what i'm I'm pretty sure i'm right and so um so you come here you get saved uh you get plugged into the women's house you get discipled and mentored Mm -hmm. you graduate you've been on your own out of the house for like six years yeah and so what's your life like now? Give us one week. What do you do? This My life stu- is still a lot like it was in the women's house. You know, it's still the same structure that I learned in there. Um, get up, read my Bible, get ready for my day. I go to the same job that I had, you know, and we, we go to church, we do discipleship. Um, it's, it's freeway on Saturday night, Sunday morning church. Um, it is the same structure that I learned in the house. Um, it's pretty much exactly the same, you know, uh, I'm thankful for that structure that I learned. I'm thankful for that. It, it, I needed that security. I needed that, that a a way to do life, you know, because my life was so disorganized and I never had direction and what to do. And it was just opening up the Bible and starting there, you know, um, was where I needed to begin. Yeah. uh, So it's the same. It really it still amazes me that it's, it's like that, you know. It's the simple little steps in life. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's good, what's God doing in your life today? Well, he's really helping me get through college um, and helping me be a mom. Um, he's he's growing me constantly um, it, and l- allowing me to work with women. Um, that's That's always been my heart, people from my background. I want to help women who uh, come from these same places, 
you know, the dark places. I want my heart is for women who have been in sex trafficking and in these kind of houses and where there was no hope. Um, that's where my heart is. And so I know God will open up a way and, and use that. And, um, you know, but he, every day, I mean, he is the one that I, I want to get my strength from. Well, that's where your help from. Yep. I tell people all the time, I love my wife. I love my friends, but my help, no, my help doesn't come from the friends. Yep. My help doesn't come from my wife. My help comes from the Lord. Yeah. Uh, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. And, uh, and that's a beautiful thought, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to have that because, you know, he never leaves you or forsakes you. He's with you all the time, yeah. even when you feel alone, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've been convicted by you before, just your witness, personal evangelism. Um, I remember many times you showing up at Freeway with people I've never seen. And one time you had a girl with you, and I said, where did you get her from? Like, where did this girl come from? And you said, well, I found her at Kmart, you know? And I'm thinking, good grief, you know? When's the last time I found somebody at Kmart, right? But God has given you that burden and that heart uh, to to reach people and minister to people and witness to people and be bold and brave, and I admire that. And um, so, you know, you've been doing ministry uh, for six years, you know, on your own, being outside of the house and stuff. What, sh- what hurts you the most? When, when people don't make it. Whenever, whenever I see women and men, you know, who, who come here and they, they get a good foundation, you think, and um, get their kids and their car and their house, and, and they just fall away, and they go right back to the same situations that they left. Um, you know, and it's devastating to see. I, I've had friends who've been murdered, you know, since being down here. And, I mean, it's a, it's a real thing. And uh, it's devastating to see. And I remember that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my friend, too. Yep. And so she had gotten away from God. Yep. And we tried to help her, mm-hmm. right? And so we did the best we could. And uh, she was stabbed to death mm-hmm. in her house. And, uh, you know, take, taking her ashes back home uh, to her mom. I carried her ashes to her to her mom, and then I preached her sermon, funeral sermon, you know. And then I seen old friends that we have there mm-hmm. that came, and they're they're still the same as they used to be, and it is sad and it does hurt. Um, but at the end of the day, Hannah, the only thing we can do is provide an atmosphere of change. Mm-hmm. We can present what you you know the the truth because faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen, and the Bible says. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is a gift from God. Um, and so the gift from God is not just grace, but it's also faith. Yeah. And so that's the way to be saved is, is by grace through faith. And the only way people can have faith is to hear the word. And so what do we do? We share that. Mm-hmm. Now, if they get saved or they trust in the Lord, that's between them and God. And, and that is a hard thing is, is you want people to get it, but you can't change them. Yeah. No matter how hard you try, you know, you, you can't change people. And I see people come into the doors of the ministry, and they're like a country song, you know, not played backwards, right? They lost it all. They get, you know, I don't know much about country music, but I, I know you lose stuff, right? You lose your dog, you lose your house, you lose your wife, you lose your car, and then you're on a porch with a tear in your beer swinging, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. That's a country song. Yeah. But then when people get saved, 
it's like I think many people think they should have their country song back where they get their car back, their house back, their job back, their wife back, and hopefully their beer's not back, right? Mm-hmm. And But then they, they get everything that they think they need, and then they don't need Jesus anymore, and, yeah. and they don't need the church anymore, and they don't need to come to freeway, and they don't need, you know, because they're, they got everything they thought they needed. So they turn their back on God, and they end up in these situations, you know, yeah. that our friend was in, and... Um, and so that's that hurts me too. I hate that. I hate to see people get into these relationships. Um, they end up, you know, going to everybody else for counsel except for you. Yeah. And you know, all of a sudden you see their Facebook official. Well, you just asked me for counsel about what kind of car to buy. You just asked me for counsel about what area to live in. And then why didn't you ask me for counsel in that relationship? It's because you know what I'm going to say. It's bad, right? Bad idea. And then they they get hooked up in those situations, and so. Um, let me ask you another question. Did you ever think that your life could be what it is right now? No, I didn't. I really thought I was going to be found murdered or OD'd, you know, in a cockroach-infested hotel room. That's really where I thought my life was going to end up. Um, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see a life past what I was. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I remember many times when I was using drugs, that I would, I would do things that, you know, were very unsafe. Rob drug dealers, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't even try to hide. I was doing it. Yeah. Um, shared needles with people. Um, had unprotected sex with prostitutes. I mean, and I'm not. I mean, that's nothing mm-hmm. to really brag about. But, but that's what I did because I didn't think I was going to live for the next day anyway. So who cares, right? And then you, and then you do live through that. And. Um, uh, I, I, re- I remember those experiences, and, and I never thought my life could be where it is today either. And I'm so thankful, right? So mm-hmm. thankful to God for that. Yeah. And I know that's why you're loyal to him. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, he protected from, from I mean, diseases. I, I mean, I thought I had HIV. He protected me from death. And I don't have HIV. I don't have, you know, and I know I belong I, definitely in prison and, and death. I mean, he, he guarded me guarded me from that where I was close many times. Yeah. You know, and allowed me to wake up. Yeah. So we mentioned last time you had the boyfriend mm-hmm. who's a friend of mine yeah. from childhood. You know, so how do you feel about those people from the past? Like, how do you, I know you're a loyal person. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel, I mean, how, how hard is it for you not to, to try to help those people that you know are going to be toxic for you and unsafe for you to be around? Well, I know that God is good at what he does, and um, he He reaches people. I'm not always going to be the hands that he uses or the mouth to use, you know, and so he gets his he gets his message to who he wants when he wants that, you know, and just like me, I needed to walk a walk <laughs> with, with Jesus alone, and, yeah. uh, you know, and everybody has their own walk, and that's... You know, I mean, I will always try to help as much as I can uh, to, to the people that I know that the Lord has placed in my path for, um, but I have to guard myself too, you know, and not, not, I have to be really smart about it. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when you cut that off. Yeah. Like, we went through that together, mm-hmm. and uh, you had to block the number, mm-hmm. you had to write that letter, a- am I right? Is yeah. that what happened? Yep. You wrote a letter? Yeah. I, I read it to him, but I did write it. Yeah. yeah. And how did he handle that? 
he was not happy. Um, he he thought that I was saying that I was down here with you, and I was saying, no, you misinterpreted. I said me and Jesus because I was still married. I was in a relationship with him, and my love for Jesus was saying that I was sinning. No matter what was going on, like I just couldn't be in that type of relationship, you know. And even though I did care about him, I really did care about him, and I wanted, I wanted the best for him. Um, but I know that the best for me, I had to get my kids, and I, I had to walk the walk with Jesus, um, the right way, and not, not just hold on because I felt like I needed that loyalty to him. Yeah. So. Um, we covered how you deal with past loyalties. Mm -hmm. Are you happy today? Oh my gosh, yes. I am beyond happy. I, I seldom wake up unhappy, and, uh, you know, and I know it's only because of the Lord. Yeah, you've got joy. I got joy, <laughs> real joy, and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, I searched my whole life to be happy, and uh, it only comes from the Lord. There is no such thing. I think it's just joy. <laughs> yeah, it's joy. Yeah. Yep. Adrian Rogers says, uh, happiness isn't joy mm -hmm. because happiness depends on what happens. Yeah. A lost person finds a thousand dollars worth a hundred dollar bills on the ground. They're going to be happy, yeah. you know? Um, but if they, their car breaks down in the middle of traffic, they're not going to be happy. And a saved person, if a saved person finds a thousand dollars, they're going to be happy. But if their car breaks down in the middle of traffic, they're not going to be happy either. So happiness depends on what happens. But joy is knowing that, you know, that, you know, that no matter what, that God's got you, that you know the Lord, that contentment in Him, that identity in Him, you know, knowing who you are and what your purpose is, that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. So I believe that's a big difference. I like to always ask people that come from our background, are you happy? Because, you know, I've never been happy before. I've never had, you know, happiness before I got saved, like true joy. It was always superficial. Um, always had to have something to offer in every relationship. It was always, you know, service level stuff. It was never true, you know. I remember walking down the street in the cold and uh, being homeless and coming to a house of someone that I used to help when I was a drug dealer. And I would help pay their electric bill, buy diapers for their kid and stuff like that. And I remember one time beating on the door and it was cold and my feet were frozen. I'd been out in the snow trying to find somewhere to go and this person let me in. And I remember going up the steps of this apartment and sitting on the couch and I was so happy just to be warm. Mm -hmm. Like I was freezing. I thought, man, I've got a safe place to warm up, maybe eat a sandwich. And I remember this person came in there and said, well, uh, it's dinner time, you gotta go. You know, put me back out in the cold. That was my relationships, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to offer that person. And so I wasn't happy, but Jesus saved me mm -hmm. and gave me joy. And I, I'm truly joyful today. You know, not I'm not always in the best mood. I have good days, and I have days that aren't as good. But it's that joy. It's that knowing the Lord outside of having to have a substance to use to, to, you know, to interact or get out of bed, you know, that true, that true joy. Um, so what brings you joy today? Everything. <laughs> I, I am a pretty happy person, um, you know, but the small things, small things bring a lot of joy, you know, 
my kids getting up and, and going to school, that, that gives me joy. Even if they're not the happiest kids, whenever they wake up, it still gives me joy that they are waking up and they're going to school. Um, you know, just getting in my own car and driving to work brings me joy. Um, being able to have a job that I love brings me joy. Um, because I never thought I'd be able to do hair again, you know. I thought that I was pretty much going to just do what I was doing until till I, till I couldn't do it anymore. And, um, you know, it's just all the little things. Cooking in my house brings me joy. Um, you know, it's just, it's nonstop. Yeah, I remember when we got you in that house, mm-hmm. we kind of had a little deal for you, and you made us dinner. <laughs> remember that? Yep. You made us dinner tacos. And tacos in your house, <laughs> so that yeah. was that was awesome. And just having family here, I mean, God has just placed so many amazing people in my life. You know, they bring me a lot of joy. Um, what is a what does the local church mean to you today? Because there's a lot of people. Um, one of the biggest things missing from recovery is the separate. There's a separation mm-hmm. between the church and the recovery world. And uh, I don't see, I don't see a recovery church in heaven, yeah. and I don't see a black church and a white church or a cowboy church or a biker church or a surfer church. I just see the church, right? And so what we do at Freeway Ministries, one of the most vital things is that Freeway does not exist or should not exist without the local church. So we are a ministry that plugs people into local church, mm-hmm. and so every outreach has a local church. We say if you don't have a home church, we like to invite you here on Sunday. You know. And, and here on Saturday night, we're in the building we're in. We we're partnered with Crossroad Baptist Church. This is a ministry of Crossroad Baptist Church here on Saturday nights at this location, and um, we we actually are the transportation for Sunday morning. And um, you know, if you and I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent here, but if you, uh, a lot of people have recovery churches, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody there acts like a criminal most for the most part. They, they think it's cool to, you know, swing their arm behind their back with their pinky out, do the, you do the prison strut, you know, uh, they're saved, but they don't have, they don't have that maturity level mm-hmm. that, and we know that people who come from a, a background like ours, I believe, honestly, it's true that you stop maturing when you start using drugs. So you started using drugs at what, 13, 14? Yep. And so, you, you know, when you came down here, you were a young woman with a mentality of a 13-year-old, right? Yeah. And so w- when you take somebody who's 30 years old and you take that's been on drugs since they've been a teenage kid, and you take somebody who's 30 years old that's never used drugs, and you put them next to each other, they are not the same. Their maturity level is nowhere close. Like, this this person is not like this person. Yeah. So when we mesh the groups together and we bridge them into the local church and the relationships start to happen, um, the mentoring begins, the Sunday school ca- class, Miss Carol, mm-hmm. Carolyn, yeah. Uh, you know, comes into she would if it was a, if, if it was just a recovery church, you would have never met her, right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have a place like you do yeah. now. And so, what does the church mean to you, Hannah? Uh, what does the what does the local church mean to you? It's my everything. Um, my family. Um, they give me accountability, structure. Um, I 
I can go to, I mean, I feel like I know everyone. It's a big church, and a lot of people are, like, afraid to go to a big church because they're like, oh, you get lost. And I'm like, I know everyone. I feel like I know everyone. And they literally are my family. I've been an only child my whole life, and, and I feel like I have so many brothers and sisters that truly love me. Um, and that care about my walk with Jesus, not just sobriety, but my walk with Jesus and, and, and how, how to do that on a daily, a daily matter. You know, it, it's incredible. If you're not in a church, start looking for a Bible-believing church because this is where real growth happens. This is where the gospels lived out is in the church, and um, it's needed. Yeah, and they need you there, mm-hmm. Hannah Gonzalez and... They need you who's listening in the church. You know, people say, well, there's hypocrites in the church. And I heard somebody say that if you're not going to church because there's a hypocrite there, then that means the hypocrite's hypocrite's closer to God than you are if they're in church and you're not, right? (laughs) And so, uh, you know, my mom died when I was in my 20s, early 20s. Dad died when I was two. Um, I never thought I could ever have a father figure. But I have found those father figures in the church and I found those moms in the church and I found grandma I never had grandma and grandpa my grand, my grandma I called her my mom's mom because I never knew her but I've got grandmas and grandpas now and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and man you know I I, I tell you what if you're if you if you're not plugged into a church you are really missing out you're really missing out and so talk to someone as we close talk to somebody who's struggling right now uh, you know, they're they're a uh, they're a they're a young woman mm-hmm. who uh, has gone through what you've been through. Maybe not a young woman, maybe just a female, been sex trafficked and raped and abused and had to sell her body because of her addiction and lost her mm-hmm. kids and she feels like there's no hope. What would you say to that girl? I would say that there is hope um, and there is a way out. Um, God used freeway to get me down here and to hear the gospel. And I believe that if you are in that situation, you can reach out. We would love to help um, and and come alongside you. Um, that there is hope. You don't have to stay in that hidden, dark, horrible situation. Um, and, and that there is a different way of life. And there is life past what you see right now. You know, um, you can have a life of it of what your hearts really do desire um, away from all that drug and horrible men and and that kind of stuff. And and there are ways to get out. And um, don't waste another minute. It's not worth it. There's nothing worth worth your life. There's nothing worth um, losing your family over. And um, and there is help. So if you're in that situation, don't don't wait another minute. Yeah, and you can message us through the website, mm-hmm. freeway-ministries.com. You can put an application in for the woman's mm-hmm. house there, men's house. We'll get you in a treatment center. We'll help direct you. If you're not ready for our structure, we'll point you somewhere where someone else has a program that you know where you can live a sober life at least and hopefully come to know the Lord. Um, well, I really appreciate you, Hannah. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. And I'm super proud of you. I'm a big fan. Uh you know, last question. So I've taken you with me a couple times to different places, and you shared your testimony. Matter of fact, we're going to go to Tennessee yes. here soon, and you're going to share your testimony there. I've already given you a plug, and now you're now you're going to be a women's conference speaker. But oh um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so how does it feel when you get up in front of, you know, 
I think you did Concord Baptist with me once, right? Mm -hmm. A thousand people. Yeah. And uh, you share your story in front of and get vulnerable, right? In front of all those people and you share about your past. How does it feel when you see those people in the church? Do you do you feel ashamed? Do you feel uncomfortable? I mean, how does it make you feel after you share your testimony? How do they look at you? I really, I feel like they look at me um, the way Jesus sees me. I mean, that's what I feel um, because that's what I choose to feel. If they were thinking anything else, I, I probably overlook it anyways. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way I am. And I, um, But I really, I, I know it's God's story. And I feel like that person died. And I really don't even feel attached to that old person. And I, I think and pray that people see me the way I am now with, with Jesus in me. Um, and and I, I really, it doesn't bother me if they did think I was bad, you know. I, I never cared before what people thought yeah. of me before. And so it really doesn't bother me if they, if they, they, if they thought of me in any other way. Well, Romans one sixteen, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel yep. of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. And uh, you've been redeemed. Yep. You're not the same anymore. And so, guys, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you're listening, share this with your friends. Um, join us on Facebook, Freeway Ministries, or One Broken Life at a Time podcast. Mm -hmm. The more you interact with our Facebook page and share our podcast, the more these stories are going to be heard and told. Um, if you have enjoyed this and you want to partner with us at Freeway Ministries, uh, feel free uh, to, to, to give um, through Freeway Ministries. It's freeway-ministries.com. You can be a one-time giver. You can be a monthly partner uh, and help us reach one broken life at a time with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Hannah, once again, thank you. Uh, very grateful to have you on the show today, and, and I hope that um, people will hear this and lives will be changed. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.